This is what renting furniture with Feather looks like. Pieces that fit your style and your space and cost less than your monthly phone bill. Oh, and did we mention delivery and assembly included? Feather. Start renting at livefeather.com. Okay, are we all ready to talk, people? Yeah, ready to talk things. Let's talk things. Things about about things. Football. About football. (laughs) Go team! (laughs) Oh, hello everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Wolves Fancast. We're back. We're recording audio in an audio format. All gentlemen, we're champions. We've done it. It's fuzzy. We're champions. It's nice. It actually happened. I knew it was going to happen, obviously, uh, but I didn't think you'd actually see them lifting the trophy. It was nice that they managed to give us the trophy rather than wait until the last game. Exactly. There was that worry. It was very good. It's nice that everyone got to see the trophy as well. Mm. It's very nice. It's very nice that every single person got to have a hold of that trophy. (laughs) And and everyone will actually get to see it on that Monday as well. Yeah. Even kids. I'm sure kids will be allowed (laughs) to to come to the celebration. I think they should do like a, a tour of the trophy where every household... Gets to have it for one night. <laughs> Connor Cody went round everyone's house over Christmas, didn't he? To wish him happy Christmas. About was it last year? Last year was it? No, it was Christmas. Was it just Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Christmas. Well, yeah, last year then. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> yeah. if he's got time to do that, he's got time to take it round everyone's he's house. He's got the summer off, hasn't he? Maybe. Get him on the plane. Get, him on the, just plane. get him on the plane. Just going to go door to door. Here, sir, here's the trophy. <laughs> you may touch it. Please wear this glove. <laughs> with the glove, the official glove. Yes. Please put designated glove on. Have um, you been to the football museum in Manchester where they actually make you put the gloves on to put the... I've been to the one when it was at the Preston's ground. It's moved now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's, 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 I haven't been yeah. to the new one. I've not done it. Oh, yeah, you can. Yeah, you, you have to have gloves for the... the FA pre- Cup. No. The, is it the Premier League one you have to wear gloves the for? The League Club. The League. Yes, yeah, the FA Cup and the League, I'm sure it is. Because I've done the Premier League Cup. The Premier League, the Premier League Cup. The Premier League Cup. What about the, uh, the Zenith Data Systems Cup? <laughs> the Wimbledon <Rumble laughs> <House> Cup. <laughs> Oh, bring back the um, Intertoto Cup. Oh, you still love the Intertoto. Why can't we have like a proper random yeah. cup anymore? I think Newcastle are still claiming that as a trophy, aren't they? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm Getting sure into the Intertoto based on good disciplinary record. That was the uh, the, the, play rule. the Anglo-Italian Cup. Yeah, we used well, to have some have random. We had some cracking yeah. European nights against Lecce and Atalanta. all these other teams. We're going to talk about different different things on the podcast this week. We've got the game against Sheffield Wednesday, but I think we can all agree nothing really happened in that game. Let's talk about. Cups and tournaments, and it sounds like at the minute there's going to be no uh, planned tour of China or visit to China. Mm. All the lads are going off to Vegas for their deserved shindig. Uh, China's on hold at the minute. But gentlemen, I was looking forward to the Mendes Cup. So was I. Mm. With you know what? What would it have been? Benfica, Monaco, Monaco. A Shanghai Valencia would have been in there. Deport- mm. Deportivo, I think Deportivo in the stable. I think a China eleven. A Mendes yes, China 11. Yes. But I was looking forward to this. You know, seeing Wolves in a completely, you know, a country that you would not associate our football team being in. Well, they said they were going to do it, and they just seem to have crept out that, oh, actually, we're not. <laughs> actually, we're not doing it. Okay, fine. Just love seeing our fans in a complete culture cash. Do you know what, though? It's going to be Livingston again. 
It's gonna be Livingston <laughs> and Bohemians again. Oh. We can't keep, we can't get away from them. Can't get away from them too. Oh, so it was Austria last season, wasn't it, with the the pre-season tour uh, or little camp? Where anybody have any preference this summer? Where you'd like to see Wolves uh, put up shop? Alicante, Alicante, <laughs> Ibar. <laughs> Just one weekend in Ibar, nearest decent professional club to Alicante. I don't think we're at America standard yet, are we? America's the dream. Just island top of all the Canary Islands. Just <laughs> Lanzarote, Tenerife, Gran Canaria. I'm sure. I think Nuno is that meticulous. That's probably why we ain't gone to China because I don't mm. think them ready for that sort of travelling and mm. no, so not it's a long old journey, isn't yeah. it? For probably not much gain. It's I'll longer than the the old five four five from Wolverhampton to Merriel. <laughs> yeah, it's long. <laughs> I wonder whether it'll be somewhere like Portugal. That's the uh, the obvious choice, isn't it? It's the same bet. Yeah, I, I'd have thought Portugal just so that most of the players could feel at home because they literally will be at home. <laughs> <laughs> All inclusive vitamin D for the summer. Yeah, <laughs> a bit of warm weather training. Yeah. What is that like? What is, is there a scientific reason why you have warm weather training in the winter? Is it just to? Make I think it's just happy? for the yeah, isn't it? It's just for the lash, to be honest. Oh yeah, I imagine. Do you remember how happy the sun was in Teletubbies? Oh, that's what it is all day long. <laughs> Uh, right, so we're going to talk about other things on the podcast this week. I'm going to go to uh, Adam, firstly, what? for event, event Corner. Have a jingle. Oh, event Corner, Event Corner, <laughs> Event Corner. It's the Event Corner. With Adam. <laughs> uh, Adam went to the... Uh, well, you explain, Adam, what you went to on Monday night at the Cleveland Arms. Yeah, it was um, Danny Bart's night. Danny Bart's big night. is for his foundation... Foundation DB, it's called, mm-hmm. which is, I think, amongst other things, it's about like um, helping uh, chil- ch- um, the victims of child marriage in India, mm. essentially, because you don't really get it over here, but it happens a lot over there. So um, he got himself, Barry Douglas, um, John Ruddy and Ryan Bennett with uh, the ever-capable host of Matt Murray leading the... Actually, well, Nigel Pearson did hosting duties for all of two minutes then handed it off to Matt Murray, who then was the host for the rest of the evening. Um, it was really good. So um, it was split into like two parts. So Matt Murray asked questions for like about 45 minutes at the start. Then audience Q&A. And yes, I did get a question in. I did get a question in. And no, it wasn't your question. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to disappoint um, you. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. Um, and then there was auctions and raffles. I mean, the, the, the auction was uh, was quite good. There was quite a lot of stuff going for quite a lot of money, like Matt Doherty's used boots, uh, Neves' top that he was unveiled in that was signed by him in the club, and mm. Nuno's top. So I think quite a lot of money was raised. But as far as like, questions and like goss, the goss. The goss. Um, uh, there was stuff around Neves, obviously. So like Bennett had said that he thinks Neves is going to stay. Danny Bart said that Neves has really bought into the club and the project. He says he thinks he'll stay next year. However, he Bart did say that, you know, if he does flourish as we would want him to next year, it's going to be Mucho's hardos to keep him mm. in, at the team. He says he, we, we probably won't keep him if he plays well. Um, but yeah, he says he was, he says he's been absolutely fantastic and been very grounded since he come in. The players, the players love him as much as we do, I think, but the way yeah. the way it's going. Uh, Bennett actually said that from day one, when Nuno come in, um, he thought that Cody had said to him that he's, he's out. He thought he doesn't rate me. Because from day one, Nuno said, we're playing 3-4-3, three, three, this is our system. 
So Cody was just told to play middle of a back three, and Cody said, I've never played there before in my life. Like, mm. So he doesn't rate me, I'm off. And as it goes, first game of the season, <laughs> still there, and the rest, the rest, is, the rest is history. But I, I asked a question about the, the mysterious Mr. Willie Bolly, because oh. we never know anything about him. And uh, Ruddy repeated a few there, the chance that we ever something about Bolly. But he was he was generally nervous and scared about him after like the first couple of training sessions because he just kept playing out from the back and he thought you can't you can't keep doing this. And the cha- he's going to get found <laughs> out the championship because mm. each game went by, he just keeps getting away with it over and over <laughs> again. So he thought, brilliant, fantastic. Um, Ruddy told a story about a prank that they played on Nuno <laughs> in uh, in Marbella. So they went for the vitamin D trip. Um, did it involve a taxi and Lucky D's <laughs> at all? I wish it did, oh. but it was it was a bit more. No, it wasn't no. anything about that. No, <laughs> he said that Nuno's recently took up golf and he's not very good at it. So he, he joined, I think, the British lads on a round of golf, and uh, you know, Nuno just said to Rudy, "Is this is this is this? Is this I mean, is this ball any good?" And he really went, "No, no, don't don't use that ball. Use this ball. This, this one's better." So he put it on the ball, put it on the tee, took his time lining up. Took a swing, and then what Rudy didn't tell him was that he gave Nuno an exploding golf ball, <laughs> <laughs> and it was just white powder everywhere all over the team, which was good because there was no one behind them to play on. But that was that was quite funny. Um, about Nuno himself, he says he's relaxed around the training ground all week. Um, the day of the game, he just becomes ultimately focused, mm. and he's still relatively relaxed. But he just you can tell he's he's in the zone right from day one. He told all. He said him and all the backroom staff. Uh, it's all about the player. So there, him and the backroom staff are all there for the player. Mm. If the player needs an extra day's recovery, take it. If you need anything about your anything about your injuries or anything at all, they're all, they're all there for him. So he's, the, the players bought into him straight away from minute one. Because um, with the backroom staff, all their families are back in Portugal, so yeah. they're focused on the job in hand all the way, all the time here. Um, about opposition, so Douglas had said that Fulham away was the one and only time this year where they felt they'd been outplayed oh, by okay. a team. I know at the time, even though we've obviously, we've obviously lost all the games, mm. there's no other time that they felt that they'd been they've been outplayed by the better mm. team, mm. apart from Fulham. Um, Cardiff, Bart said that they'd never let Cardiff's pressure on us get to them. That they, they were surprised, but as the rest of us, that they just kept winning, mm. and to a point still are. Like when when we when we went through our quote unquote mini dip, mm. which was a few draws <laughs> and the loss, he's, he's, they, they couldn't believe oh, they won again. I couldn't believe that they'd, they'd won. Um, about Warnock, they couldn't believe they they really couldn't believe his actions at the end of the the Cardiff yeah. Bulls game. Mm. In polite terms, Ruddy had said it was sour grapes of the mm. highest order, but Ruddy had said personally he thinks that Warnock is doing a great job to have gotten where to get to get Cardiff where they are. Um, and yeah, I think, I mean, Ruddy said basically for next year, he genuinely can't see a reason why we can't flourish, even mm. given the team we have now. I think all of them had said that if we keep all the players that we've got now with quality additions, top half yeah, yeah. should be the aim. And he said, Ruddy specifically watched, he said he watched a Newcastle Everton game recently, might have been last week, I think. So he, nothing concerned him with anything he saw mm. in that game. And they're two top half teams, they're thereabouts. So he said, "We should. We, we all as fans should be, obviously, with the right additions. Yeah, we should be looking forward to, it, to an exciting, exciting season next season." And yeah, I mean, obviously, Bennett said the high point of his season was Bristol City, Bristol obviously, City away yeah, last yeah. minute, which is obviously 
novice one they said they were absolutely just amazed by what happened on Waterloo Road before the mm. Sheffield Wednesday game um, and then but and obviously the question came up about the Villa game and, and Bart just answered that by saying yeah we, you know that was a bad day we, they, they can they can take the weekend that weekend to celebrate but we can celebrate all summer mm. so who's the who's the bigger bigger victor in that um, so it was really good I and mean, like I said they didn't say anything too controversial as such Um and the final question, I think, I think was asked to, to Barry Douglas, and said if money was no object and they could sign absolutely anyone they wanted to this season, who would they sign? And he, and he just said, Willie Bolly on the permanent deal. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about that, Willie Bolly, did nothing, nothing yet on that, which is surprising. No, in general, no, I mean. not at all. I mean, it's, he, he does seem to be this. I, I still find this aura about him, this mysterious, mm. this, this mysteriousness about him, because no one needs him to speak at all. He never does interviews. He just, we, we, we want him to be signed permanently and hopefully he does but we just don't hear anything about him but he's one of the few who's been deathly silent hasn't yeah. he I mean even Vinagre and Bonatini you do see them on Twitter quite a bit they're quite active but nothing with Bolly at all other than that little clip we had uh, last week from the Sky documentary yes. that's coming up yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's the only bit of uh, anything we've had out of him if you're on social if you're not on social media are you actually a real person that's the that's the question <laughs> Do you think he would get a blue tick straight away as soon as he signed up? Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. the auto blue tick. Um, when, when you said you were going to the night and you put some pictures on, on the uh, the group chat, the, the, the clear thing for us is how tall the other players are, bar Barry Douglas maybe, compared to you, but find yourself at a good stature as well. What was uh, what's quite funny is I think the Express and Star photographer had, um, before it started, took a, had a photo with all four of them and Barry Douglas actually got on a chair <laughs> and stood on the chair next to the next to the others. You've got Matt Murray, who's six foot, whatever, mm. skyscraper. Same for Ruddy. Bennett's quite tall. Bart's quite tall. He, he just, I've got to get a chair. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, good night then, all round. But it was a great night, yeah. Fantastic from the players. I, I mean, straight from minute one, as soon as I walked in the building, photos, selfies, can you sign this? But they're brilliant. They're doing it all, all night and um, raise a lot of money for a good cause, uh, raise the awareness of it as well. And I think they're having. That the film that Danny Bart's and his missus has filmed has been yeah. shown at the park hall tonight, um, as we record. Yeah. So yeah, I think he's, he's doing a great great job getting all the players out there and the players giving giving up the time. I did get the impression that they're on a bit of a wind down yeah, now because yeah, yeah. mm. I mean that's they've had something on Monday night. They've had the play the, the young wolves yep. do last night. They've got this tonight at park hall. And they've still got what well, they've still got. They've still got the game on Sunday. There's still a game to go. <laughs> Um, end season awards on Tuesday next week, I think. The following yeah, Tuesday, right. yes. So celebrations think... Monday, awards Tuesday. Yeah. And, and I think that's it. Then, Vegas it? Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, okay. So on uh, the last podcast, we talked about Joel sent an email in from Oregon who talked about how he went crazy at the Nevis Gold in the middle of the day at work. So we read that out and we got um, an email from Martha from the UAE. Oh, oh, wow. Martha. The UAE. Wow. Uh, and not, she's not from her vineyard, was it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Martha says um, after hearing Joel's email I thought I'd uh, email in about this at the Cardiff game they watched in Al Anin I think in the UAE uh, which is now from Dubai um, at my lead supporting friend's 18th birthday I demanded he put the game on at 10.45 on the dot and watching the two penalties whilst pissed was easily the most stressful experience of my life it was worth it and I managed to get my friends who were really in- uninterested in football to sing along uh, the Willie Bolly song and the Nuno song as well. Excellent. So, some, uh, so we put it on social 
And we said, is there any strange places that ever, people have ever celebrated a wolf's goal? Gentlemen, are there any ever strange places you've ever celebrated a wolf's goal? That's not obviously at the ground or generally at a pub. Have you ever watched it anywhere else? I can't think. I can't think of anywhere really. I've, I've normally been watching it. I think when Wolves games are on, I mean at the game, Molyneux or the away ground, or yeah, I'm in the pub somewhere. I can't. I can't. Think, I can't think of anywhere. Done it in the the Scottish <laughs> Highlands. It was the literally in the <laughs> mountains. Yeah, <laughs> it was when we played Stoke on the first game of the season a few years ago. Oh, the Dave Jones. Yes, goal. and. We were on the radio and just lost my shit as we were driving along <laughs> in the middle of the, this mountain range. Uh, Alex Rawl tweeted in saying, um, celebrating 35,000 feet in the air uh, while um, surrounded by angry strangers for the first Villa game. Okay. Can you imagine that? Um, Ollie Byron says he was in an Irish pub in Dresden uh, the same night as Bayern versus Seville. This is when we played Cardiff away recently. Uh, the manager in the pub put the Wolves game on, on the spare telly. The Bayern fans gave... Oh, no, hang on. This was for the Derby game, sorry. Uh, the the Bayern fans gave a standing ovation when he scored that worldie, basically. So some Bayern fans in... Dresden West? Oh, Dresden is Dresden, Dresden. Dresden. Yeah. Why did I think Ireland for some reason? Irish know. bar. Irish Oh, he was in Ireland. That's why. That's why. That's why. Kieran Moon, uh, a pub uh, called the Hem Heath in Stoke, watching Never School against Wednesday. I then proceeded to ask a random Stoke fan if he remembered when Craddock scored twice against them in the two-all draw. <laughs> um, Matthew Francis um, sent in this tweet, which says he linked to a different tweet, which basically says, "I'm currently sitting in a bar in Nice. This is for Wolves' uh, win against Cardiff." Um, and I would like to apologise to anyone I've just alarmed when I shouted, up oh, yours, Colin, which could be probably heard <laughs> several miles away. Um, yes, that's a strange place. That's a nice place in Nice, <laughs> isn't it? I've mean, celebrated a goal there. Uh, yeah, and he also says he was. He, it wasn't a, a goal, obviously, what happened, but he, he got a lot of confused uh, Frenchmen looking at him at the time. <laughs> so, yeah. So, strange place. If you've got any strange places you've celebrated walls, obviously let us know, um, and we will read them out. I do love that Martha got her lead supporting friends to put the Wolves match on. <laughs> That's brilliant, just to really rub it in. There's 30,000 leads in the living room as well. Of course, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, right, gentlemen, let's talk about other things that happened in the weeks. And Mendes, good old Uncle Mendes, he's done nothing wrong, has he? He's done nothing wrong, he's in the clear, let's buy who we want. His gun's not smoking, is it? <laughs> so uh, EFL cleared him, of course, of uh, the race he had to his walls. Obviously, we've still got the Premier League uh, what, checks to do, but I'm sure that'll be fine as well. But, oh, good old Mendes. He's fine, isn't he? I think, um, was he knows it, what he's doing, doesn't the, he? Um, the Villa ex- chief exec's Twitter account and Leeds, the Leeds chief exec's Twitter account went haywire. Because when I saw the story, everyone was just kept retweeting the minute. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of this? And like, they were like, <laughs> they were like copy that at in the in. Huh? Huh? It have been hilarious. All day, their phones were just buzzing going, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> you win. <laughs> but all good, gentlemen. We're all happy. It was expected though, wasn't it? Let's be honest. It, it was always a non-story from the start. But it... It just deflects from shitty seasons that Leeds and Villa have had when, you know, obviously Leeds with their 50 million fans, they were always going to win the league. Villa signing John Terry, that meant they won the league last uh, last August, but obviously they hadn't done that, so they need to deflect it, which is exactly what they did, and they deflected mm-hmm. it our way. I mean, the um, th- actually this question came up at the Cleveland Arms thing, and that's um, about Bart, about Mendes, and he said, funny, this, this never happened last year, did it? Mm. 
He said, he said exactly the same thing, and it's no one cares when teams throw money away if you're 15th or 16th in the league. But suddenly, when you're first and you, you, you're going to achieve something, suddenly people start asking questions. Yep. And really, and I saw this the other day, really, people asking questions about us. Why aren't people asking questions about the completely financially mismanaged teams like your, your Blackburns, yep. Charlton's? They're mm. the ones where the attention should be, not us when we do it and do it right. And be successful off the back of it, um, but no, it's brilliant. I mean, vindicated, really. We all, we all, mm. we all knew there's nothing, nothing dodgy going on. We trust man of the people, and Jeff. <laughs> know what Jeff doing. said he knows every rule in the book. Yes, every single rule, whether you can use chance, community chest, whatever, he knows every <laughs> rule in the book. And the way, the way I always saw it, any team that was going to complain, it was never, it was never going to be found that we'd done anything wrong because any team that sort of uses Mendes' name in a bad term. He ain't going to provide them players, is he? Because they're going to question his, his integrity in, yeah. mm. in the football. It doesn't work like that. They have so, shot themselves in the football doing it, haven't they? Yeah. Why put your head above the parapet? Because now, like you say, Mendes is going to have their, their cards marked. So a £20 million player is going to cost £30 million to that club. And that's been their issue, really, is that they've said, well, we want a Neves. You can have a Neves. But the price is different for each club. Mm. And it's the same across the whole football world. Man United will have to pay more money for a Liverpool player than Arsenal mm. might have to. It's just the way it works. They all need to get a Mendes, don't they? They do. Get your own Mendes. Your own Mendes. <laughs> Lots of clones of Mendes are going to happen soon. Hashtag hands off our Mendes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so uh, let's, let's go buy people. Well, let's go buy people. Yes, let's have a... a a trolley dash of Mendes players. Come on, get them all in. <laughs> uh, so, where are we at now? Announced Tlisco. Announced Tlisco. <laughs> uh, so, let's talk about uh, Neves, of course. And I think we're, we're about to enter the summer of Neves, aren't we? With, with the links. Liverpool being the first team linked with him, of course. As he was apparently spotted in Liverpool, wasn't he? But then, obviously, it was because he was seeing his family off at John Lennon Airport. Uh, Dan... You you were on the uh, Anfield Index podcast the other day, Correct. talking about said subject, mingling with the enemy. Yeah, <laughs> what were their uh, what were their hopes and fears with with Mendes? Not Mendes, Neves. You know, same, no, <laughs> they, same thing. They they fear Mendes greatly yeah. <laughs> of what he's going to bring to Wolves this summer. Yeah. And they um, they want Neves. They're begging for a Neves type player in their midfield. They've already got Navigator. They've been linked to this Jorginho. Oh, I'm not really fully aware of for the same sort of money I think Wolves would want for Neves I mean I did say on their podcast they haven't got a midfield that's better than, than Neves you've got like Wijnaldum, Henderson I'm not discrediting those players but they're not Neves quality are they? Mm. I'm not being biased Neves is literally that good mm. and I said to them the only it all depends on one if they win the Champions League and two if he does go to the World Cup how good a World Cup he has because I think if he has a really good World Cup I think I'll join you someone even bigger than Liverpool. Mm. If if there is someone bigger than Liverpool in their world. <laughs> well, that, that's six what... times, six times in Istanbul and all that crap. <laughs> Fucking hell. That, that's the thing that really pisses me off most with it, is I think he's better than Liverpool. I, I honestly think Real Madrid wouldn't be, you know, he wouldn't be out of de- his depth somewhere that big. 12 months time, if he stays with us another year, I think Real would be looking at him. Look at Man United. I mean, the, the, the one guy on the pod, Compared him to Matic, I think. He's much more nah. dynamic than Matic. That's, that's what I'm, I was saying. Yeah. I mean, like, Herrera as well, he's better than both of them. Yeah. Pogba's Pogba. I, 
I, I don't hate the guy. I don't rate the guy. He's just a headache, though, isn't he? He's just. Do you think a lot of teams, depending on if he has a good World Cup, do you think a lot of teams may not go for him because they may think, you know what? Let's see. As long as he can replicate it in the Premier League, we'll go. Well, still unproven then. technically, yeah. isn't he? Mm. Premier League. I mean, he's had a bit of time in Portugal to play, and then the season in the second tier. So really, I mean, quality is obviously there to see, but. Some people might back off and just say, well, let's see what he does mm. next year. And a good international tournament isn't always a very good indicator of how a player is going to be in the league. Yep. Mm. You've only got to look back to Karol Paborski or Milan Baros and <laughs> to see that, yeah, it doesn't always work out. He was top scorer, wasn't he, Milan Baros? One of the Euros. <clears throat> he was phenomenal in that Euros and then he was absolute dog shit. <laughs> he was terrible. Who was. Do you ever remember the goalkeeper for Czech Republic at Euro 96? Peter yeah. Kuba. Because we were linked with him yeah. straight after. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was remembering reading the Express Style the next day. Wolves looked to buy. It's like, what? I'm buy this guy. <laughs> I do. I, I generally think that, that he, he, we have. I know that it's going to, like you say, all summer, it's going to be, every other day, it's yeah. going to be this, clip, like you say, clickbait rumour all over the place. And it's going to be, be tiresome. I mean, Liverpool are based, Liverpool fans are hijacking his Twitter feed. He put, I saw he put a photo of him with his missus earlier, and they, they put a, a red European trophy over his missus's oh. face. <laughs> Like, so, and this is just like day one, and then the yeah, season's yeah, yeah. not even finished yet. There was one Liverpool fan who was uh, very, oh yeah, very not nice about his, yeah, about his, his, his wife. wife. Yeah, and as far as I'm concerned, she's a very beautiful lady. Mm. Very yeah, beautiful. Hopefully, he takes all these things into consideration yeah. when picking yeah. his next, choosing his next team. But um, yeah, I think we, I genuinely believe, he, and I'm probably not, I'm not alone in this, but I think he will stay with us one, one more year. And I think he genuinely he want he wants to from from what he said. I think he does want to stay. He wants to give us a year, and then he he will move on. If you hear all the rumours that one, don't know where I got this rumour from, was eighty million pound release clause, and then the, what for Nevers? That's that. What? I don't know where I got it from. Someone's told me that. A dream I had last Thursday. I've <laughs> got some reliable sources in the cupboard, not the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> and the other rumour. Which is completely lost from my mind. He likes to sleep in an oxygen. A ninety million pound release clause. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't generally go with a release clause in this country, do we? It's not normally part of. Not the Mendes, no, yeah, Mendes agent. Yeah. And the. Well, I think it was true. In like the double the wages if they get promoted. So I mean, if he was on forty grand last this season on eighty now, is he going to be desperate to move? Plus, there's also well, the, the rumours were underpaying them, so he was only about yeah. ten grand this yeah. year, and now he's probably only about forty. Unless some major team, major team comes in for the summer after a good World Cup, he's. I think he's staying really. He's now. He, he seems to have. He's very much ingratiated himself into the culture of our club at the moment, mm. and obviously because we've got that Portuguese contingent, I can't imagine he'd be pushing for a move. And even Mendes in his ears, probably he's probably saying, "Look, stay here. At least, pro- you know, just prove to the bigger boys what you can do." Yeah. And then we'll, you know, the move mm. will happen. Yeah. What did they get into the Europa in the first season? Well, then, you know, Real Madrid just say have Champions League. Yeah. <laughs> and they're an investment company, on that, so they ain't gonna, they're gonna want big money for him. Mm. Uh, well, what he's that, worth? That was double, one of, at least double now. Well, that was one of the questions on the Liverpool pod. What's what's realistically a value that you'd want for Neves? And I said around fifty million. I was hoping you'd get like hundred million or something like that. <laughs> fifty million. Uh, for me, you know, Salah for a year's loan. <laughs> but the thing is, in the current footballing market, <clears throat> what, name your price. If you're paying 200 million for for Neymar, why isn't Neves worth 80 million? 
he sort of is because it's it's whatever mm. someone needs him for. That's the the value of a player now. Players worth what someone's willing to pay yeah. for him. So whatever silly price we quote, someone might pay it. And every good goal at the World Cup just ranks up just a bit more. <laughs> Thousand um, to one Ballon d'Or winner. Yeah. <laughs> Should we talk about quickly other links we've had in the the old papers? And the rumours the last few days. £35 million for Jack Butland, anyone from Stoke? A lot of money for quite a shit player. Are you not a Butland fan? He was good. I don't write myself. The last 12 months, he's been terrible. Um, one of my mates is a season ticket holder at Stoke, and he's saying that he's been at fault for quite a few of the goals. He's oh. positioned you remember terrible. The, and the goal he gave away against Leicester? Yes. Literally just, yeah. the cross came in, now literally just palmed into the net. Yeah. The, the thirty-five million for against Everton. The, he was at fault for both of the goals in that one as well. He's. I don't think he's progressed as much as what people thought he was going to when he was nineteen. I'm not sure even sure he's like a decent ball playing keeper either. From no. what I've seen of him, I don't think he'd be an upgrade on John Ruddy. No, I'm perfectly honest. Thirty-five million. I think there's more chance of Fowlson buying Butlins for thirty-five million. <laughs> It's quite funny because actually um, Ruddy talked about Butland at the, the Cleveland Arms. Did mm. he? he asked the question about England keepers, and he was talking about Butland and that he would have to move. He needs to move if Stoke go down. Mm. And then the, the in, Express and Star headline the very next day: Wolves linked to Jack <laughs> Butland to <laughs> thirty-five million. I thought, mm, I wonder if someone's just yeah. connected yeah, can the you dots. Justify thirty-five million for a relegated keeper? It's because he's an England international. He can push yeah. for the number one jersey still. Release course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other one, the prominent one of all the, the little rumours so far is Jack Wilshere from Arsenal. Wolves hunting for Jack Wilshere. As Wolves and Everton linked to him. I think yeah. we... Wolves have got the money aura about them. This now, is the thing, I mean, we're going to be linked to a lot of plays this summer. But would you realistically take Jack Wilshere down the move next? If uh, his contract come, he he has his own treatment room. Then, <laughs> prob- then that no, I I I wouldn't have him just purely because of that reason. I, I just think mm. he's more injured than not. And what good is he on the the treatment table? So I mean, yeah. I might yeah. be on the minority, but I, I no no no, I'm, 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 yeah. I'm the same on that one. I'm really interested. It's, 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 it's weird how we're happily turning down Jack Wilshere. Get Darren Potter back though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see how many games he's actually played over the last two, three years. Wilshire, I, I bet it's. I, I'd be amazed if it was over forty mm. in three years. I, he just doesn't do it. I think he's, 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 he's had a time. decent run of games this calendar year, but, but that, that's the rumours that ten, isn't he? For, yes, which is good for him, mm. and for the rumours like the value that he's rejected as Arsenal's <laughs> like renewable contract, he ain't going to come down here for that because he'll be on more than like Nevers and that. The way mm. I'd see. So I think Wilshire we're just being used as a, a pawn to get Wilshire a new deal, I think. And uh, the other one is uh, Mangala from Man City. 85 grand a week. That's uh, a like for like Bolly. That is, yeah, is that, that sounds like a, if Bolly doesn't stay. I'll keep Bolly Mangala. thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Mangala's a walking penalty decision. Mm. He's just, <laughs> he's so dodgy. I, we saw the run around that um, Bright gave him when we played him earlier in the season. If they, it depends on the money they'd want for him granted. But again, he's, he wouldn't be top of my wish list. It is fantastic though. Yeah, this where is, we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't want that eighty-five thousand pounds yeah. player who plays for the team who's just won the league or <coughs> been loaned out. Whatever, brilliant. Where where two years ago we were going. Oh yeah, I definitely take that cent- promising centre off from Barnsley. Yeah, <laughs> or something. Highly rated youngster. <laughs> Always highly rated. <laughs> if they're highly rated, why are they coming to Wolves? <laughs> Like that one from Coventry that we signed. Yeah. 
that I forgot, I forgot his Stevenson, name. is it? I think we loaned him back so. to commentary as well. Colchester. Never to be seen again. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about uh, John Ruddy. He got the Golden Glove Award, didn't he, at the uh, final home game. 24 clean sheets, only shipped in 36 goals this season. He's in the EFL Team of the Year. Probably out of all the players this season, this is the one that's perhaps drawn the most criticism. Does Ruddy deserve the respect uh, from Wolves fans given the accolade he's got this season or is the jury still out oh deep take a breath should he have got more clean sheets is the question should he should have got, so. got one more Burton own should have saved that one mm. <laughs> the jury's still out yeah I don't think you Golden could sort of team of the year most clean sheets of any goalkeeper you've, you've in this league. Got, he still had shots on target against him most games, but obviously that we've been that good going forward that some games for 60-70% of the game he's, had, he's just been watching us batter teams. Mm. I know Stu's mentioned it before, when he's got a lot more shots at him, he's, he's, he's quite more focused and he, he plays a lot better. But this, well, this still is what that goalie, still soft goals he gives away half the time. Yeah, and this is what sets apart different types of keepers that top teams are after because there's the concentration level's different. So, like, where big teams, if they want a good keeper, don't necessarily go for a good keeper who's playing for a bottom three or four mm-hmm. teams because they're saving ten shots a game. Because it's a different type of mentality. After you've got to, like, Ruddy, he's got to stand there for 80 minutes doing F all squared. And then, come the, come the moment he needs to do something, he's got to keep him out. Now, he's, occasionally, he's, he's made some drops and bollocks. But I think overall, I mean, I... I I think I said on the previous podcast I wasn't quite sure but I mean you, you, you do have to respect the numbers mm. the, the 20 what was it 4 clean sheets yeah 24 yeah and that's a phenomenal number but I think he'd be first to admit himself that that's it's not that's not because of him that's because of who's playing in front of him mm-hmm. and how well drilled we are as a complete team and that's I mean we could have probably had Graham stack in goal and we would have probably got a similar number of clean sheets because ultimately he's done this bit I mean obviously his big moment was the Cardiff penalty save so he's had he's had his good moments and Red in a way was yeah, a good, yeah, good yeah. game he had so he's had his good moments he's had he's had you know his mm, dodgy-ish moments but overall yeah he's been he's been a great keeper but we've also had a great defence in front of him Does he mm. deserve to be the number one at the start of next season? I think he does. I think he's done enough this season to be given his opportunity for us next mm. season. I, I wouldn't. I would like us to get another keeper in any way in the summer, but I still think John Ruddy should start the season just off the back of mm. what he's achieved this year. And maybe on that concentration in the in the Premier League, there's going to be obviously more teams coming at Wolves. Perhaps that will be the true test of John Ruddy. Possibly. Mm. I think he yet he's earned a spot. He's earned, he's earned his go again. He's, you know, he's, he's not new to the Premier League. He's been there before. Um, but I think he'd be a bit... Unless we go out and sign like David De Gea or someone, then I think, yeah, you, you're starting with you're starting with Ruddy at the start. If we do choose to go and sign another keeper, I think you give Ruddy mm. his chance. But I don't know. Maybe maybe we will, maybe we won't sign a keeper because Norris is obviously a capable backup. He's proved that. So is there is, is a need there to go out? Is that one of the priorities? I Probably, probably, I've still got Crantis him, him saying Norris needs to start first game of the season. It's it's, it's Barmy. You cannot give him any of those players that have got promoted an opportunity to at least Stay retain their, their place. Yeah, yeah. Mm. 
But yeah, it is, it's weird that you, there's, there's question marks over Rudy, given the stats yeah. of this season. I mean, the only thing, I mean, I can think off the top of my head, I can think of six games where he didn't have to make a save. Mm. So there's been to be more in that 24, but still 24, a really impressive number. I mean, that's over half of the games yeah, of the yeah. season. He's kept a clean sheet. I mean, the next closest keeper is Sam Johnson at Villa. That was 20. So four games more, at least. Well, obviously. Yeah. But... I mean, it could be 25. <laughs> Just doing my weekend. maths there. Yeah, it is four. It is four. <laughs> Strike, strike the at least from the minutes of the conversation. <laughs> uh, just before we get into the game against Sheffield Wednesday, there's many uh, fan groups all over the world that have come together and, and, and watched our team. One of them is Colorado Wolves in America. A uh, fellow and loyal fan cast listener, Todd DeWitt, uh, who started the group, has uh, organised the group uh, for fellow fans to meet in, in the Colorado area to uh, to watch the game. What's the score? Just keeping on the Champions League semi-final as we do this. Uh, and Todd interviewed some of his fellow members about how they became Wolves fans and what it's like to support Wolves over abroad. Uh, really interesting what they say. Here is what they said. All right, so my name's Marcus Carey. I live in Monument, Colorado. I originally moved to the U.S. in 1984. I've been a Wolves fan since probably 1972. So I've seen some good times and some bad times. Um, yeah, it's good to see the pack is back in the premiership. So my dad used to be the DJ at Molyneux. Um, so we we were down in the uh, South Bank corner, no, sorry, the North Bank corner, um, and you know he he brought the liquidator to Molyneux as well. So that was pretty fantastic. Um, but yeah, I mean we went to so many games, and I I don't remember. I was probably only like seven years old when I first started going. Favorite match I went to was when we beat uh, Liverpool at Anfield. Uh, we beat them one nil. Um, that was um, Stephen Ward scored the goal there. That was pretty awesome. Um, but I've been to a lot of games. I've, you know, I've sat next to Robert Plant at uh, Manchester City. Um, you know, obviously I was back four years ago when we lifted the trophy against Carlisle. That's the only trophy I've ever seen him lift. So live anyway so that was pretty pretty fantastic too my name is felipe martinez uh, mexico um uh grew up in california a uh, huge soccer area uh you know so always followed uh, the english premiere and now uh moved to the denver colorado a few years back five years to be exact and met marcus Sure started there at the beginning, but you know. Uh, so uh, excited! Uh, it's, it feels good to uh, you know follow a soccer team that has that passion. So same uh, made uh, Mark Scary. Some point, uh, you know, always on his phone checking the scores during the week. You know, all that gets you into it. Um, always been a soccer fan, uh, football fan. Uh, played my whole life, still playing. Uh, it's exciting to see uh, the passion that uh, Marcus brought into my life. Um, you know, and it's exciting. Um, I might not know the past of the Wolves, but um, I'm here for the present and the future. All right. My name is Todd DeWitt. I live in Loveland, Colorado, which is about an hour outside of Denver. Um, I'm a member of the Colorado Wolves supporter group out here. Um, there's not many of us in Colorado, but we still try to get together uh, when we can to watch matches um, down in Denver. 
Um, I've been a Wolf supporter for the past nine years, ever since the 2009-2010 season. Uh, I first started supporting the club uh, when I had a bunch of friends who were Chelsea, Liverpool, uh, Manchester United supporters. Um, and through them, I just started watching more and more football and got really interested in the teams and really loved uh, the the Wolves' crest. So I thought I'd read up on them. And after reading up on their history, I realized how significant of a club they are. And so that just kind of started my my love for the Wolves. Um, I think that season having Marcus Hanneman in the squad also helped. Uh, it was nice to see uh, an American uh, in the Premier League. Uh, one of my favorite memories as a supporter was probably the 2-1 win over Manchester United in February 2011, uh, where uh, George Ellicobi and Kevin Doyle were both kind of arguing about who got who got those goals. I just really loved seeing the, seeing that passion in my uh, my players, even though we weren't the the strongest of teams. It, w- it was nice to see that those two players and uh, others would just do whatever they could for the shirt and the, uh, the badge on their chest. Um, most of my time supporting Wolves, I've done it through um, following matches on Twitter or uh, running match commentaries on ESPN, BBC, Sky Sports, uh, just because uh, watching matches, uh, let alone watching Wolves matches, weren't easily accessible over here in the U.S. until uh, very recently. So waking up at 5 a.m. just to follow a match on Twitter it was uh, not the most uh, rewarding experience, but it was still it was still fun to get up and support my my club. Make it over to Wolverhampton and catch a match last August when we played Cardiff, even though we lost 2-1. Um, walking up and seeing Molyneux and just being inside the stadium and hearing uh, hearing the crowd. Uh, sing and chant was uh that was a unforgettable moment still just leaves me speechless about just like just walking into the stadium seeing the pitch seeing the players on the field the flags uh that was a special moment Let's talk about the game uh, then against Sheffield Wednesday. Really, gentlemen. Anybody want to say anything about the game? A bit shit. Yeah. We should have won, really, given the chances. Possibly. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. I, all I remember it being, actually, it was probably Neves' worst game in the Wolves shirt. Yeah. I, just, I remember him giving the ball away umpteen times. but um, He gave the ball away more in that one match than he's done in any... <laughs> exactly. All the other games put together. Oh, was, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Bright, Bright had his um, usual sitter miss. Mm. Standard, yeah, yeah standard miss. Br- bright did a bright, yeah, bright yeah. did a bright, and apart from that, that was it. Nil nil. Everyone wanted to party, yeah, really. So let's talk about the 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 main thing of the day, which is off the pitch before the game, the welcome Orley Road, the flares. What did everybody think of this? This was it's incredible sight. This was like a proper European night. Proper, oh, I felt like I was in <laughs> Venice. <laughs> I thought it was brilliant. I mean, I, I got down there relatively, uh, well, now about a quarter to one. And um, there was uh, quite, uh, quite a few people there, but not, nothing groundbreaking. But then after like 10 minutes, I turned around and it was just, just a sea, a sea of people. Yeah. I think what was great was it was entirely fan-led. 
the club had never thought I don't think for one minute had ever like encouraged it and say go on get yourself down Waterloo Road bring your flares got got to get down there half, half price calling half <laughs> price calling yeah two for one it was just it was all completely fan led I, I don't I don't recall us ever doing anything like that the two previous times we got promoted no I we never I don't think we ever did anything like that so fans can see it's something special I mean they must have cleared flares are us out of flares because there were shitloads of them flare stock sales have gone to the roof they must have yeah they must have put the prices up and made the killing because it, it was brilliant and um, what flares have you got left we've got red but have you got orange no I'll go somewhere else that's <laughs> no thank you no, no party <laughs> but it was brilliant I mean everyone was there it was all, it was all brilliant singing inflatables a load of lads turned up with um, the banners and, and the flare mm. and lo- even more flares and um Obviously, from the video that we've seen on social media, the players inside the coach loved it. Um, Open the window. <laughs> that was like Arnold. That was a sorry for that. Do it now. <laughs> Open the window. <laughs> well, they, they, they all loved it. I mean, it's, I think it's just brilliant. I think mm. it's really, really, really great. Just show they again we're all together, fans and players. Everyone just I thought it was, thought it was fantastic. I've seen a few protests with that with that sort of number on the Waterloo Road, but not for a celebration. Yeah. Brilliant! I thought it was thought it was really really good. Like you said, it, it feels something different about this time, doesn't mm. it? Yeah, it's the, the whole thing from top to bottom. It's all very, I don't know. It's all very inclusive. I think from the club and the way it's they've unnervingly positive, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, a bit too unsettling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, and, and post game, of course, Wolves got to lift the uh, the championship trophy, which was lovely to see. All the players' photos, you know, on the pitch with the trophy and celebrating afterwards. But that was great, wasn't it? It was just okay. Yeah, there's been a bit of apparent controversy with that, which is absolutely ridiculous. I think the club having to apologise. What does everybody think of that? Because I, I just oh, think, I think the was club it even needed. Should apologise for apologising. <laughs> mm, agreed. <laughs> when Nuno run that off the pitch with the trophy, that was great, that was a, that was another end credits moment. Yeah, I welled up. So this is this is just a magical moment. <laughs> Can't believe it. <laughs> and also. Um, Philofosu, what's he doing getting the medal? Hey, eh? where it? was Burr? Where was Oscar Rasmus? Was he in a full kit? He was, yeah, and he even got a jog up. I thought he's going to injure himself in a minute. He's tendonitis. He's going he to did go over again. to one of the physios when he got there. I think he was just <laughs> checking that that was okay, wasn't it? Would he have been entitled to a medal? Part of the squad, isn't he? So I think is I it think not a case? As long as you're named in the appearances, squad, so I'm not sure it. the rules have changed because uh, well. Uh, I'm not sure the Premier League was it's five appearances and you get a medal yes. I, I don't know if that's the same in Championship or it could be if you're just named in the first team squad we were talking about the other day because I mean on that sort of basis Norris wouldn't have got one would he? no which is it's unfair to a degree but you could yeah. see it from a, a legislation and point was Oscar Byrne not there because technically he's not classed as a first team Player. They, well, still draft, badges they under twenty three. As soon as you play one minute competitive football, that's it. You yeah. get you get yourself a medal because you've played a part. However, I think the club can go to the EFL and buy another medal if someone is so deserving of one. Buy a replica medal. <laughs> so well, they can order one. They can yeah. put an order form in and get a one one gold <laughs> championship medal for give it to this young lad here. He did, he did get us a point against Hull at home. Yeah. I think I said. And in, if we hadn't got that point, we would have had. 98, 98 points. <laughs> that, that, that sits uncomfortable with me. We're also 99 points. Well, we need to we're, we're going to talk yeah. about that. We're going to talk about I think that. I said, when it got to around January and I actually started to believe it was going to go up, I think I said, Sunday last game of the season, just bring Jeff on last 10 minutes up front. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get him a medal. 
But the Jeff on the picture, well, there's that great picture of uh, Barry Douglas with his missus having Jeff a picture, and, and Jeff kind of in the background going, hey! <laughs> but it just, like Adam said, the whole day, apart from the game, which was a bit of a, wasn't needed really, you might as well have just not played a game of football. Everybody wanted to be in party mode, didn't they? They wanted to see the, tro- the trophy being lifted, and it was great. And nice kind of touch that both Cody and Danny lifted it together. I think that was always going to happen. That's probably what I think. Happen, yeah. yeah. It's very similar to, was it Craddock and Henry yeah, last yeah, time? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was the right thing to do, I think, wasn't it? I think, you know, <clears throat> yeah. team and club captain, I think they should be sharing the moment. Mm. We don't see what goes on in the dressing rooms, do we? But everything you hear is Danny Batter, true professional, is always supporting the lads in the dressing room. So you get club captain, I don't even know what Cody's term of captain is but would it be would it be team captain Cody I don't know I think it is it's something like that isn't it Danny Bass deserved it to be fair he's taken some shit that's Danny mostly from me that's (laughs) Danny Bart's third promotion in his footballing career two balls one with Sheffield Wednesday is it that's a great thing to put on your CV and if Mm -hmm. you know I think he'll be here next season just because he is club captain but if he isn't and he goes in the summer he's yeah, you know, a lot of teams will look at that and go, club captain, three promotions, mm. one especially to the Premier League. I think teams, more teams will be in for him than we probably... Well, that's what think. I wonder yeah. about Bart. I've always, I've always been of the opinion that he will go in the summer. He doesn't mm. talk like he's going to go. He's not I getting any younger either, is he? If he wants to play games, he's, he's <clears> got to leave this summer, hasn't he? He's been linked to Sheffield Wednesday again. Well, I just million. think that Nino's he's going to be ruthless. He's going to look at him and think... You against the, the top mm. strikers of European football in the Premier League. It's, I, I, I it's going to win badly. Yeah, I think we're going to yeah. talk about this more in our end of season podcast for the summer. But like Adam says, I think Nuno and the team are going to be ruthless with the recruitment in the summer. Mm. I, I think they'll have to. We're be. a ball playing defence. He's not. He's not a that defender. Is he? Mm. He's a mid-table Championship yeah. defender. He's done better when he's played against the big physical. So like, he, I thought he did okay against Sheffield Wednesday. Did all right against Bolton, up against um, Sam Yamiobi, big tall guy. That's when you get the best out of Bart. When he's playing against people who can play better football, he does get found out. Scored against Bristol City at home, another big point. Yeah, I mean, he has popped up with quite a few goals for us, to be honest, Danny has. And don't get me wrong, I wouldn't be disappointed to see him go because I think he probably deserves yeah. a move and to be playing week in, week out. But he would be leaving some good memories behind, I think. Some of those oh, um, yeah. lace headers that he's uh, pulled us out of the shit with, yeah. yeah. I've missed a good Danny Bartz and Broyleal post-match. We ain't, we ain't given one of them for, well... We haven't, have we? About, oh, well over 12 months now. <laughs> yeah. That was inspiring at the time because we were so poor and he was driving us on as this local lad. But I think being the local lad's gone against him now. Because mm. he just... It also helped that he Because we're wasn't European now, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Global, if you if you want to go that way, <laughs> your words, you choose. Mm. Uh, but gentlemen, what it, it's a day like the the last day when we won we, we won the total. It's a day to remember, isn't it? Really, and it's it's one of the things I think I talked about on Twitter today. I almost don't. You almost don't want the season to end. It's no, got, it's, it's got to end because we obviously all want to go <laughs> to the Premier League. But you just don't. Every week, it's so lovely watching this football, and it could be just as good next season. You don't know, but. You just want it to keep going. You want to keep seeing those gifts. You want to see Nuno going crazy. <laughs> My wish is going to come true. I said it about two or three seasons ago. I said I wanted a Chinese billionaire to come in, buy us, buy us out. 
get us into Europe and then if they send us out of business afterwards so be it all I want to see is Wolves in Europe and it's going to come true I know I'm going to end up supporting AFC Wolfroonians I know it <laughs> <laughs> you're, going to have to, you're going to have to alter the, the day of recording doing podcasts and, uh, when we're in the Champions League I have to start doing them with a Thursday night. It's going to be a Saturday at 3 o'clock, Friday isn't night it? Or Monday I don't, night. I don't want to do post-Europa League podcasts. <laughs> Come on. Flying out to some random... That was a great result against Barté Borisov. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought Casillas had a great game in goal, didn't he? Why did he take Bright to Locomotive Moscow? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, do, let's talk about the game at the weekend. And it's the final game of the season. A little tear comes to my eye. Uh, away to Sunderland... And before we get on to this game, I want to uh, read out this tweet that our very own Luke Thompson sent back in August. His little prediction for the season. His prediction was on uh, August the 15th at 11.16pm, quite late. He stayed up a bit late to make this Put tweet. Put some into this all day, hadn't he? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we will only lose a maximum of six games this season. Play 46, win 30, draw 10, lose 600 points. Say this tweet. If Wolves draw against Sunderland, gentlemen. He will be bang on. Part of me wants Wolves to draw. Oh, but that I don't know how his smugness would could, be. Yeah. Did he go could as far as stating it? what our goal difference would be? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm not interested You then. could just imagine him in the group chat. He would be fucking unbearable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he even came up with the tweet. In, in August, it was just it's just barmy. <laughs> the 15th. Witchcraft. W- when did the season start? Is that after the first game of the season that he said that as well? <sighs> no idea. No, that wouldn't, no, wouldn't have been. Yeah, it would have been after the first game of the season, sorry, yeah. yeah. I'm sure. What was the date you sent to? 15th, 15th of August. 15th of August. Um, that would have been the night we played Hull City away. Oh, What time was it? Uh, what time did he tweet? Quarter past 16. 11. So, so we just been battered Hull 3 nil away. 3-2. Three 3-2, two. Three two, yeah. Three, I had scored two late goals, didn't Neves, I? Yeah. Neves' first wonder goal. Oh, it was, yes. That's when we Maybe knew. he was influenced by that. So we already wrapped <laughs> up, what, three wins by then? <laughs> well, let's see what I, I want. Let's oh, water down this achievement. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, uh, we're going to win on Sunday because I'm not going. I had tickets, I'm not going. I'm going to win now. The other thing about the game, of course, is that what like Adam mentioned before is Wolves are on 99 points. And I think I've said this on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. I hate it when teams run 99 points players have 99 appearances I'm like can't just yeah. give them another game it's like when the TV volume's on an odd number yeah oh god my, oh, yeah. my OCD yeah. almost, my yeah. OCD odometer kicks off yeah. then if that happens <laughs> put it on 8 not 7 but oh I just don't want them to be on not, end on 99 points I think it'll take, it'll, it'll take us monumental catastrophe for us to lose to Sunderland because let's face it that's a shit show but it, it, it'll be interesting with Sunderland at the weekend because the big news for them this week is that Chris Coleman has been sacked. The uh, Ellie Short is, is selling the club, and there's a cons- like a consortium taking over. And if you look at the two sides as well, this is a complete parallel of the past and the future. You've got Sunderland, who thankfully now another team is doing back-to-back relegations. They're on the verge of going down to League One. You've got Wolves on the verge of going to the Premier League, who have been where Sunderland's position was, and this is the other side of the journey. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Swings and roundabouts yeah. in football. <laughs> it, it is nice that it'll no longer be known as doing a Wolves. Yeah. So I'm quite pleased about that, if nothing else. Yeah. But it just, with some, it's incredible how they're, they're falling. Right, right yeah. into the core. And you just they? look at it from afar and you just think maybe in the Premier League, you know, you just have that bad season, you go down. But they would have been one of the favourites perhaps again to go up this season. 
I think given stature and size yeah, and I think it was a poison challenge from last season I said when Chris Carman took the job he was stupid for doing it they didn't have any funds they didn't have any half decent place to, to keep up in my opinion I couldn't even tell you where their strikers are once Lewis Graben went to Villa mm. you know who's linked with yeah. the job though Big Mick. Big Mick. He's been, Big see, he's Mick. been seen yeah. uh, having some breakfast or something in North East. He's, he's, he wants to go back. Unfinished business. Mm. Apparently yeah. 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 And Dwight York. <sighs> Could you imagine mm. a, a, team, a managerial team of Mick McCarthy with a Dwight York assistant? Oh, he can't not ever sack off TC, can he? <laughs> <laughs> They're joined at the hip, aren't they? I think Mick McCarthy would do a great job there mm. in League One. I mean, he's, like, oh, he's yeah. clearly good enough for the Championship. He can and go he, back a hero, can't he, if he yeah. obviously does the job. And he knows how to build a team on a shoestring. Yeah. When you look at what he did for us when he first joined, I think he'd do a great job there. Last game of the season. I'm torn on, on how Nuno will approach it, because obviously yeah. it's all it's, everything's all settled for both teams. Nothing can change. But whether or not he... he, he Nuno, when he's spoken publicly, he wants to get as many points as possible. Yeah, yeah. He wants to get past 100. So, so I was wondering whether, like... Norris would start and Gibbs mm. White might start or something but give a run out to a couple of people yeah yeah I thought that but then like, there's that side to it but then also he wants to win the game clearly so whether he'll he might just be boring and play an unchanged team from before or he might surprise us and might give like, Norris his, mm. his league debut well, sounds, sounds mental but. there's a massive aura to it isn't it to say you've got over 100 points and to say you've achieved that in yeah. such a tough league so you would think knowing Nuno's Character, he's just going to go full pelt again and say to the guys, "It's the last game, but treat this as Great any other bang. game." Yeah, Dan sinking. I was thinking about Jeff and Dalrymple up front. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> I think he'll keep the same sort of team. Just don't play Neves. If we cut, the Catamal's going to injure him. I know. Let him go to the World <laughs> Cup. Let him go to the World Cup. I mean, there was talks on Twitter earlier that he's not even a guarantee for the World Cup at the moment. They might be taking an extra defender than a midfielder, the Portuguese coach was saying. How dare they? Only Cristiano Ronaldo is definitely going, the Portuguese manager said. Not even uh, Pepe, the, the mentalist. Ronaldo was the only one that's definitely going, indisputably going, he said. Again, we, you know, obviously we're looking at Neves in our Neves tinted glasses. He's what made one senior appearance to the international team. To throw him into you know you know to throw him into a World Cup squad is it do we all just think it's a guarantee? Do you see what I mean? I'd... Well, I did crowd tweet saying he obviously doesn't want to win the World Cup if he's not taking him. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Is there a better passer in Europe? We're we talking about football here still. It, what other passes is there? I don't know. You could pass objects. To other <laughs> <people>. <laughs> Genuinely. Darren Potter, I Darren said it earlier. <laughs> is he still playing? Is he played for MK Dons? He's got to have left there. I'd last now. check, yes. Last Didn't check. MK Dons get relegated the weekend? They did. And they did. AFC Wimbledon got promoted? Justice, I believe, mm. is the word. Uh, and um, older EBL is at MK Dons, isn't he, on loan? Yes. He's Again, a that's a player I'd time. completely forgotten about. Old EBL. Darren yeah. Potter, footballer. Plays for Rotherham United. Oh, okay. As a libero midfielder who is better than Neves, it says here on Wikipedia. <laughs> citation <laughs> needed. That. Definitely citation needed. Oh, yeah, last edited by Darren Potter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what do we think for prediction wise? 
gentlemen. It's the last predictions of the season. Oh, it's probably a difficult one to call in a way because, like I say, I don't know how they're going to approach it mentality-wise. But Sunderland is shocking. It'd be interesting with Sunderland again because will they want to try and leave on a positive note? Will I don't know whether Chris Coleman leaving and the owners leaving does that give them a bit more freedom? Do they relax a bit more? The damage is done with them now. I, th- I think we will. I think we will win. I think we will just, but it'd be like just a one nil. We're not saying we want like see a Man City Middlesbrough kind of result. Was it when Man City? Was it Middlesbrough Man City won like eight one? Yeah, it was Man City Middlesbrough. Yeah, yeah. Did Borough stuff them and then City got new owners and then yeah dominated the world because it was Sven's last game, wasn't it? I yeah, think. I think it was. It was when Faxin Shinawatra was still there, wasn't mm-hmm. it? I hope for the travelling fans' sake, it is something silly. It does become like a circus, like a night one, just because. <laughs> That'd yeah, be fantastic. Yeah. It's a yeah, long just, journey. Just cause, yeah, it'd be fantastic. And then the season, just, just chaos. Yeah. That's what we want. I, I think it will be. I, I think we'll get four or five goals, to be honest. Because, it, like you say, it's such a shit show up there. <laughs> Anything other than the ground being raised to rubble, <laughs> I think will be a good result for Sunderland. So, yeah, I think we can fill our boots. Be nice for Bonatini to sign off with a goal as well. Oh, I, do, yeah. I, I hope he gets a goal. It's the one little icing on the cake now, isn't it? Yeah, with Bonatini. Yeah, maybe it gives White bright, give him that goal. Oh no, he's obviously scored. Isn't he's he? got yeah. one. I, I would like Bonatini to get one, just because I'm I'm starting to feel a bit of pity for him now. But he look he looks just like a broken player when he comes off the bench now. I just see him, he just he just jogs on and go. Oh well, I best just get through this half an hour. <laughs> I'm not going to score, obviously. It's going to be a draw. You're going for a draw then? It's going to be one of them. It's going to be a draw. It's going to be one of them stupid stats that who was the only team that Wolves couldn't beat the, the season that went up and Sunderland's the only team we haven't beat. And then Luke Thompson is going to rub it in your face. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, classic Luke. <laughs> uh, what you, Adam, what are you going for then? Score-wise, we're going to score draw. Score draw or nil-nil? Nil-nil. There was on the beach last week and I think they'll be on the beach this week. I'm going, to, I'm going to stick with my uh, nil one. Nil one. To wolves, obviously. Andy? Five nil wolves. Five nil wolves. I'm going for seven nil wolves. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? We won the league. when Dave is the most optimistic of everybody. This is sort of like an episode of the Twilight Zone. This is where Dave's <laughs> predicted seven nil wolves wins. You should put, um, put that syringe a pound down, or two pounds on each of those, score, those scores and it all goes into the fan cast end of season kitty. And then we'll make Unle- unless none of them come in. <laughs> They'll that, probably cover about three nan breads. Yeah. <laughs> How much do we make on that bet? Thirteen uh, p. <laughs> okay, let's do a Twitter corner questions. You send questions, we answer them. Ash Dolan, uh, who will be the three players from Wolves that you'll put in your fantasy football team next season? We've been through this one before, haven't we? It's a popular question because everyone. I said this in the Liverpool podcast. Neves ain't a player you have in your fantasy football team because he's. He's, he's the hockey assist, as the Liverpool fans said. He's the pass before the assist, before mm. the goal, isn't he? Norris, so, Bright, Philofosu, IA. Because they won't bold. lose you any point. Philofosu is an unknown quantity. You know, never know what we could do. He could be like the Antonio Valencia of the Premier League. You never know. I hope my mates ain't listening because we've got a really competitive draft league and my first pick's going to be Jota. Okay. Um, Andre Silva will be in my team next year. <laughs> <laughs> I just forgot, just forgot Taliska's signing in there What don't we base it on players in the squad now <laughs> uh, okay, I'll And we'll probably... include Silver Because we'll probably know that's going to happen Yeah <laughs> uh, I would probably go for something like I'm going to be brave actually I'll put Bolly in there mm. I would have put Bolly in there Because he's yeah. going to get a few 
nodding in from corners, and I would put in uh, Cavalero, mm-hmm. and I would put in Barry Douglas. Big I was bass. thinking about Douglas. Mm. He could be one that's. He could be a sleeper, couldn't he? He's on set pieces, set piece no, detail. No, I was about so. to say, he, he could be one if there are as rivers as you're saying. He could be replaced this summer. Yeah. I'd, I'd we'll be talk really, about I'd be it more at point, but yeah. I, think, I, think there, I think there could be some surprises yeah. this summer. The questions with, with Barry Douglas was always defensively, but I think since Christmas he stepped that side of his game up massively. And, and Barry Douglas has had the last two seasons has won two trophies. Yes. Look at that. Walking traffic, has not it? Exactly. Good stat. He's got, he'll be leaving us soon anyway. He's got to play in a different country, <laughs> isn't he? He's got to do his tour. <laughs> he's got to do the tour of the world, and he's a traveller. Anybody else for your predictions, not predictions, your, your fancy team selections? I don't, I don't think having a Wolves goalkeeper would be that... I mean, because they're going to be relatively low value, you'd think, in the mm. Premier League for the first season up there. Mm. You'd pick up your points on the performances if you had someone like Neves. Like you say, Yank, he hasn't got the massive output of assists or goals, but he's bound to get 8 out of 10 every week. Probably the same with someone like Cody. But I think Jota would definitely be in there. Costa, I think Costa's... Mm. Now he's had that run of games and he's actually fit again. He's been just frightening to watch. I think since it's I think the last two months or so, he's probably been our best player. I think out of those three, but Costa, Cav and Jota, someone isn't going to hit the heights of the Premier League next season. Who will, will it, it be? Will it keep the I've same formation in the I've just got a feeling that one of them isn't going to make the impact next season. And when next season somebody tells me they've got thirty goals each, <laughs> rub it in my imagine face. if like they got two of them got thirty goals each, we'd, we'd be right up there. <laughs> Twelve goals each. That's more realistic. <laughs> um, even in the Premier League, that's decent going yeah. for. A... Uh, Richard Marlowe, which do you prefer, ruining Bristol City or Leeds and Villa crying to FFP? Which do you prefer? What was the first one? Uh, ruining Bristol City. Because obviously oh, after that game, they, uh, they really I went down. I thought you said Rooney and Bristol City. It wasn't just Bristol City, it was Sheffield United as well. Yeah. Well, don't blame Richard, he's only <laughs> the questions. <laughs> I was only looking at the league tables, I couldn't believe how low Sheffield mm. United was when I looked the other day. Uh, Would you prefer F- out of those? FFP, for me. FFP with Villa yeah. and Leeds. Anyone else? I've had the most fun out of winding up the Villa and Leeds fan, off, fans yeah, off the I back agree. of it, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, definitely FFP. It was the fact that so many high people at their clubs went public to try and discredit us, mm. and then it was just thrown thrown out of court. Uh, Jakey or Jacob Heskey on Twitter: a surprise highlight of the season that no one no one would expect to be up there. Any surprise highlights of the season? Anything just quirky that you thought? Oh, I like that. <laughs> I think every Nuno celebration yeah. has just been. Golden. I think the Bristol City one is probably up there for me. Yeah. Or no, actually, the Sace being knackered after like Borough. Being almost dead. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Sanky, you're dead yet a moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Sace's bleached hair. That was yeah. quite the shock I at Barnsley. About that. And didn't we actually go through a bad run? A bit of a bad run because that, that was the start of the blip, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember going to Barnsley away and thinking, "What's he done with his barney?" Bolly shaving his head, and then he, I think he netted, didn't he? Didn't he score like so just after? He, uh, he had like a fine layer on top, and he got rid of it, didn't he? He, had a didn't like he even had a layer. At yeah, point. it was both very thin, but he just buzzed, buzzed it straight off. I'm sure he scored next game. Bolly's one glove. One nice yes. surprise Bolly's this season: the, the return of a phobie. 
Yes. Never oh, expected that to no, have happened. No, no. And the roar when he came on as well. Yeah. And I think, like, with the, the few of us in the group chat being up till ridiculous o'clock, <laughs> waiting for it to come in and, and get over the line, it was, I think it was I, quite I, magical. I was willing to drive to Stafford Services to meet Ben that night. I was so excited. <laughs> it, it, was, it was a magical moment, transfer deadline day. We thought everything was gone. We signed Ben Stevenson. Have you, met, have you met Ben yet? I've only met him for about 15 seconds when we went to Birmingham away in December. Because I was the, too drunk to even so On the group track, you, you just like, you adore him. I'm, I'm waiting for this moment <laughs> when you and Ben can properly meet up and embrace. Monday, They'll hate it? each other in real life. Uh, it's coming on Monday, isn't it? Huh? It's on Monday, isn't it? To uh, the, the, the Bank Holiday celebration. A, a Bohemian, yeah. He's saying that, isn't he? Yeah. You're going to meet him there and oh. have, that embra- have that embrace. Benick t-shirts. And then when cuddles. you find out that you've got nothing in common and you've got polarising yeah, views. Exactly that. <laughs> and then you're asked to leave Boho. Yeah. Because you've got wolf shirts on. Look, we will all have a nice drink. And we'll see what establishments let us in. Uh, no more Twitter questions. That's a, but I'd forgotten there was an email about celebrating weird places from Richard Playfoot, and it's literally spelt as you would think: Playfoot. That's that's a great name. That's Interesting a, that's a name. Brilliant. Uh, his, so his his email literally just says this: Camping on the rim of Nagorogoro Crater in Tanzania, 2003 playoff final was told results three weeks after the match. <laughs> that's good. That's a, that's a great one. That is. That'll take some time. Foot mark kitchen section in IKEA was odd, but that was a good one. <laughs> um, and that is it. And that's a podcast this week, gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, thanks to the sponsors Hill Smith Limited and Opera Creative. And you can follow us all week on social for your lols and trolls. Just type in Wars Fancast and you'll find us there. And thank you for finding us in your your busy podcast schedule. If you like what we do and you've got iTunes. Please give us a subscribe and a review and a five stars on iTunes because apparently it helps. That's what other podcasts say. It's also nice Something to get five stars, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's nice for you to say, oh, I, I like that. I like what you do. Because it's not nice to get one star, is it? Like Boho, I found out. That's it for this week. We'll be back another week uh, for this week. It's bye from Dan. Bye-bye. <laughs> bye from Adam. Bye-bye. Bye from Andy. Happy Rusev Day. It's bye from me. See you in a bit. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.